Welcome to Quacks. I'm Stella. And I'm Steph. And we are two life quacks tackling big and little life questions. We are so excited to welcome you to our podcast. Our podcast was inspired by our everyday conversations where Steph and I tend to ask each other very big life questions and also little life questions too, right? (laughs) Yeah, we were actually college roommates almost 10 years ago now, um, totally random roommates at UCLA. And now we're on very different paths, but we find a lot of these questions Um, We come at it from our own perspectives, but there's a lot of commonality despite being in very different life stages right now. Mm -hmm. So for example, you know, one day Steph just decided to text me a little (laughs) little question. She asked me if I had found myself slash do I know myself? And this is a loaded question, obviously, but it just kind of shows the magnitude of the things that we talk about in our normal conversations, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's not always that big of a question. Sometimes, like the other week, Stella texted me, do you believe in aliens? (laughs) And my immediate response was like, yes. Um, So sometimes it's fun questions, but we always talk about why. And it's fun to have conversations like this. And we've talked about how we don't have these with a lot of other people. So it's cool that we're going to be able to share them with you all and hear what you think. Our conversations, they kind of range from like these really deep existential topics to more Mm. trivial but just as interesting things that we question about the world so if anyone is out there listening we'd love (laughs) to hear what you think aliens so the format of each episode will center around one question that we brainstormed together but we haven't discussed yet the episode will follow two segments what we say versus what they say we'll kind of start off with a conversation sharing our own thoughts and experiences And then we'll move on to discuss something interesting that's been said on the internet relevant to our question. We'll hear from internet experts. Exactly. Maybe (laughs) not experts, maybe just internet. We'll leave it at that. Internet people, the internet. Yes. So today's question is one I've been thinking about a lot recently. Mm -hmm. Stella, why is it so hard to do things by yourself or to do things alone? Yeah, so when I think about why it's so hard for me to do things alone, I feel like I have three main reasons. So I'll just go through them with you. Okay. One of them, I think it's more of a practicality slash safety reason. I just Mm -hmm. feel like if you're trying something new, if you're going to a new place, it just feels safer to be with somebody. Like for example, if your car breaks down in the middle of nowhere, it feels safer to be clueless with somebody rather than being clueless by yourself, right? But I acknowledge the fact that my car has never broken down anywhere, Mm -hmm. whether it's with people or by myself. So I feel like if you want to do something by yourself, you're kind of, you're expecting the worst to happen like all the time. You're like, oh, what if if something goes wrong? What if I get lost? Like, what if my car breaks down when in reality, it probably wouldn't happen, but I'm a believer in better safe than sorry. So that's just kind of something that I always think about. Um, for example, it's funny because you said safety and obviously like the car breaking down thing would suck, but my first thought was criminal minds and <laughs> like being taken. Maybe I'm a psycho for having that be the first thing I'm worried about, but I feel like it's in that same vein of just the safety aspects of being alone and having no one to call 911 on you. 
totally agree with you, especially because I also love Criminal Minds. But I mean, for as an example, there was one time I went hiking by myself. So I kind of like studied the trail a lot more compared mm-hmm. to if I were to go with somebody just to make sure I wasn't going to get lost. And in the middle of the trail, I was using a really outdated phone. So it died like 10 minutes in. No. Um, and for like two seconds, I like freaked out. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm lost. I have no phone. And in that moment, it felt like it would have been nice to be there with somebody. But it was totally easy to find the trail. And it was a great time. It was totally fine. So that's just kind of an example how in that moment, it would have been nice to have somebody. But bigger picture wise nothing bad happened like why did I Mm -hmm. freak out type of thing would Um, you do it again oh totally especially because I got a new phone and it won't okay yeah (laughs) (laughs) technology people yep tech okay Um, so first factor is like safety survival yeah yeah even though it's not always like rational but in my mind it's like better safe than sorry to just be with somebody yeah so that is my first reason. My second reason is I think you inspired this reason. So sorry if I steal it from you, but it is easier to be excited to do something new if you have someone doing it with you, like hyping each other up. Just on that note, I feel like sharing an experience with someone is really nice sometimes, not all the times, but sometimes if they are seeing exactly what you're seeing, if if they're hiking with you or if they're seeing the sunset with you, then you know that they are seeing the exact same thing. And it's just kind Mm -hmm. of nice having that shared experience. You don't have to describe what you're going through to them because they know. Right. Um, They're right there next to you. Yeah. On the note of hyping yourself up to try something new, this reminds me of when we were in college. (laughs) Once upon a time, I rushed for a sorority and I just, I just did not want to do that by myself. So I like dragged one of my friends to do it with me, even though she did not want to do it at all. And she ended up kind of hating it, but I just needed somebody there with me who I knew to kind of go through that scary process. Yeah. So that's kind of an example of needing the hype from a friend. It's interesting because um, when you said in college, I thought about a time where you did this. I don't even know if you remember this, but you did this hundred day running challenge where every day you went alone to the track and you ran for however many miles and you did not have anyone hyping you up. I think maybe I came one time like in my shorts and I was like, I spent most of the time stretching and I maybe ran like a hundred meters, <laughs> but like you did it all alone. I do remember that. I think maybe our mutual friend Paige might have been in that challenge too. But yes, I, I do run alone. Running is one of the few things I enjoy doing alone. And mm-hmm. maybe we can get into later what we like doing alone versus like doing with other people. Um, but yeah, good times. I, I can never do that. <laughs> I was young back then. That was like nine years ago. True, true. And then my last reason, which I feel like is less of a reason now than it was before is kind of a fear of judgment from people, which is totally lame. Like, I hate that I'm even saying this, but I feel like when I'm out doing something alone in public, I feel like other people are looking at me and thinking, oh my gosh, she must be a loner. She has no friends, mm-hmm. which is why she's doing things by herself, which is totally irrational because when I, when I see people doing things on their own, like, I don't care about them. I don't think about who their friends are, or I don't care about them being a loner. Like if they are a loner, you know, kudos to them. So, you know, it's a, it's more of a fear of a judgment rather than a judgment. And I definitely 
had more of that in college versus now where I don't, I genuinely don't think I care as much. But when I think about college, I remember it being kind of hard to eat in the dining halls by myself. That's like the main thing that I yeah. think about just because everyone is there with like at least one other friend. Yeah. And I hated There's also feeling. a guilt factor though, because like the dining hall was always packed. The tables are fours, sixes, eights, twelves, <laughs> all the way up. So when you as a single person sit at that four table and you see like groups of four friends, like walking around kind of just like looking at you they're not annoyed that you're alone and they don't think you're a loser but they're like we kind of want that table so sometimes because of that perceived social pressure I feel myself do things quicker than I normally would if I'm alone just because I just feel more agile or something and I can just go like eat my food go you know yeah yeah I do agree it was also that guilt of kind of taking up space by myself when other people like needed that table. So there was that component. Interesting. So if you had to rank those three factors um, for why it's so hard for you to do things alone, what would you rank them? So I will say just right off the bat that today I really enjoy doing things by myself. So Mm -hmm. all of these reasons are pretty low, but if I were to rank them, I think the safety and security would have to be number one, just because the other two are kind of lower than that. Like I can hype myself up pretty well now and I don't really care what people think anymore, but I think safety security objectively is an issue, even though chances of anything happening is pretty low. That's interesting. Yeah. Are these similar to your reasons or are, are yours like kind of totally different of My why it's so hard to do things is just like the social pressure and the just the kind of idea of doing something maybe it is the number two thing that would be my biggest one I just really enjoy things more when they're with other people typically Mm -hmm. so I think if I had to rank them number two would be my number one so uh the hype or community factor I enjoy Mm -hmm. and then (laughs) the social pressure psychs me out sometimes and then I'm not as worried as about security and safety usually because I have my dog when I do things. Mm-hmm. So like he's pretty gentle, but I feel like if someone came up to me and was going to attack or something, at least I would have an extra fighter, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it discourages weirdos, hopefully. Would you say that it's hard for you to do things alone or are you pretty excited to be alone? It used to be really hard and I never used to do things alone, but after I moved up to Seattle by myself, it just became the norm for me because I didn't have roommates. I didn't know that many people yet. So I would go to things by myself in the hopes that I would meet someone or connect with someone and be like, okay, we're best friends now. Like now we'll do everything together. Mm -hmm. And that never really happened. I have no friends. Just kidding. Um, (laughs) I feel like adult life is finding new groups of people in activities that you all mutually enjoy. And then every once in a while, you kind of merge those groups for a birthday or a happy hour or something. And it always ends up being really fun. Um, but it's, it's kind of just a clash of worlds. Like actually your birthday is a good example. Of that. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking of that. So to our listeners out there who don't know, Steph organized this Zoom session for my birthday just Colliding all, of, colliding all of my worlds, meaning my college friends, my med school friends, 
I don't know, maybe those were the only two worlds, but basically like these two separate worlds of friends were in the same Zoom session. And I just like froze for a second. I was like, what are we supposed to talk about? Like, <laughs> yeah, those situations I'm actually not very good at handling. I feel like you are saying that you like those situations and it's really fun. I have yet to learn to love them. I think I like being at other people's merging of friends. I don't know that I have been the instigator of one of these mergings for myself just because I'm not that much of a planner what or I just feel weird organizing people to come to something that's for me I would rather organize for someone else if that makes sense or like be a really supportive friend and show up to someone's play mm. or something and then meet some of their friends that way <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah I can see how it'd be a lot of pressure being in the middle <laughs> It's totally the flip side of being alone, actually. <laughs> Do you think, because you mentioned how when you moved to Seattle, you didn't have a lot of friends to, you know, in the beginning. Was it yeah. hard for you to make yourself go out to these community events alone in order to meet people? Or was that kind of natural for you? At first it was, I am an LA kid. I grew up there. I went to school there, college, and then my first jobs were all there. So I don't know that I knew anyone when we were in college or from high school or anyone who ended up in Seattle. So I just didn't have that kind of network up here. So I moved up here understanding that my network, my first kind of group would come from work. And then I would kind of have to choose a neighborhood that had enough going on in the community to find some activities and get really into them. Luckily I had yoga uh, in LA and then I found the same gym in Seattle and I met a lot of my close friends from doing that and specifically doing uh, yoga teacher training. But I think anything that you like to do, if you find a community and events that happen regularly, not just one-offs, you'll see the same people again and again. And that's how you make friends as an adult, I think. I don't know another way yet. Maybe there's other things, but I've also heard people use dating apps to make friends, mm. which is hilarious that you'd go on a date be very um, friend zone -y and then invite the person or invite yourself to the person's friend group for like a happy <laughs> hour. <laughs> but friends in Seattle that I know do that, which is hilarious. Going back to our question, do you want to hear what people on the internet have said about being alone and why it's hard? Sure. So there's a lot of like, Tumblr-y quotes about being alone and finding yourself. But the most interesting thing to me that I found was that being alone is hard because we're not built for it evolutionarily. Mm. That kind of blew my mind. But if you think of how humans evolved, humans evolved kind of like pack animals. So the first humans realized that it was easier to survive if they had a bunch of basically like friends <laughs> to keep them warm and help with chores. So, so, or like hunting, safety. It's easier to fight a bear if you have multiple people. <laughs> oh, wow. Or like it's easier to fish or something, or you'll catch more things if there's three people fishing versus just one because of statistics. Yes. So that is rooted in our beings that we're supposed to be in groups and it's better for us. And we get kind of rewarded or our bodies reward us when we're in groups, we get happy. I almost feel like that 
aligns with the whole security slash convenience of being yeah. with a different, like another body in your community, mm-hmm. uh, being able to hunt better back when we had to hunt, being more secure, being more warm, I guess, like just they were survival tactics as like the main reason. That is very cool. So that's how humans evolved. But now, obviously, in this modern world, we have apartments with heat, we have supermarkets, we have tons of things that give us the luxury of getting to be alone. Mm -hmm. And being alone actually has a lot of positive outcomes as well. Some things that the Harvard Business Review cited um, were that it's really important to have your own space and time to find peace and solitude to reflect, unwind, and be creative. And that actually remind me, reminded me of Henry David Thoreau. Did you read his book, Walden, in high school? Nope. <laughs> I think it was like one of those AP lit books I skimmed. Um, but he, in the, 18, the late 1800s, went to this tiny cabin in Massachusetts alone, which mm-hmm. I feel like today people would pay thousands of dollars to like, ooh, we're going to a tiny home in the woods and we're going to yeah. like, But Instagram, you know, but obviously he had none of that. So he went there to write his books and Walden in particular about being alone. And he found a lot of creativity and inner peace. Exactly what Harvard said we would find if we spent more time alone. What are some things that you like doing alone on that note? I like to exercise alone, but in groups, (laughs) if that makes sense. I need to go to a group class but I like to be alone without my friends in the class so that I don't feel like anyone's watching me do the exercise. Oh, I see. see. So you don't want to know anybody there. Yeah. So I want to be anonymous, but with other people. So I feel that group like presence and I feel safe and we'll fight the bear together, but I don't want to know the people. (laughs) Wait, so why don't you want to know the people? I don't know. (laughs) I think because I think I will um, do something ugly or bad and there's Mm. no bad in yoga. I know this. Yeah. Uh, But when I work out, I just have these like lazy moments where instead of doing the sit-ups or something, I'll just like lay back and I don't want to feel judged. (laughs) Is that kind of hard because you've met a lot of your friends through yoga, right? So when you go to a yoga class, aren't you with people that you typically know? Yeah. Exactly. So yes. (laughs) So actually, if I am with people I know, I do a better job at yoga. (laughs) That peer pressure really makes me try a lot harder, go for the handstand, you know, where I probably wouldn't do it otherwise. But that's maybe a benefit of not being alone. Yeah. Yeah, I actually agree. I think exercise was on my list of things I like doing alone too especially running because I really love to run and listen to a podcast. Yeah. And you can't do that if you're running with somebody or else you'd just be ignoring them. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like I don't look the best when I exercise. Like I'm super sweaty. Like my yeah. nose is running. I'm like panting. And I'm like, who wants to, who wants to be with someone when, when they're in that kind of physical state? So that's definitely a factor. Another thing I thought of was I like shopping alone. Oh, okay. Like I love going to either a grocery store or a department store and just like having, being able to take my time. I think that's it. I don't want to feel like I'm holding someone else up when I'm shopping Mm -hmm. because I just take forever. Mm -hmm. So it's nice to do that alone. Mm, Okay. 
And then there are things that I am the flip side about where I need to do them really quickly. And I just would rather not have to wait on another person. I'm a very good, I don't want to say traveler because I like to travel with people, obviously, but I like to be on transportation alone. (laughs) If that makes sense. Like I just want to get in and out. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like a lot of that has to do with just convenience of Mm -hmm. doing things quicker when you're alone. You don't have to wait for somebody. You don't have to like think of if they're having a good time or if they're Mm -hmm. on their schedule, things like that. Yeah. Independence factor. Another thing that I like doing alone, and this is like, I don't even know if this is answering that question, but I love driving alone because yeah, I feel like, I feel like if I'm driving with somebody, I have to talk to them and I love just like zoning out and just like driving. Yeah. And something that's super weird about me is that I feel like a lot of people, if they can, they drive faster than they should if there's like no cars around. But for me, if I can, I'll drive slower than- That's interesting. And I feel like if I'm with somebody, like I get judged for that or like they would want me to go faster. That's That's really interesting. I did not notice that about you, but- I almost feel like if I- hang out with somebody or if I do something with other people mm-hmm. there's always a part of me that's wondering if they're having a good time like I feel obligated to make sure that they're okay even if I'm not like responsible for them yeah even if I'm not a host or anything but if I invite my friend to go to a new hiking trail with me I'm like oh I hope this is really a good trail because my friend is coming and I want her to have a good time versus if I'm going by myself like I don't care if it's shit like yeah I can deal with it that's true. I feel way worse if some something goes wrong and I'm with other people that may have been relying on this to be the best time ever. Yeah. Whereas if it's just me and I go somewhere and it's closed or something, it's like, damn it. <laughs> yeah. But maybe we're projecting. Projecting plus taking responsibility for external factors. I totally think so. I really don't think any of my friends would have cared if, if any of our hangouts fell through. But it's just like internally, that's what I'm always thinking. Yeah. So another quote that I saw online, one of these like Tumblr quotes with the um, beautiful stars background, you know, I'm sure you can picture it, was being alone is different than being lonely. Oh, I've, I've heard like iterations of that before. And I also 100% agree. So I also looked up loneliness. It seems like the big difference between being alone and loneliness is whether it's satisfying or not. So loneliness is not satisfying because we crave social and emotional connections or needs that aren't being met. And being alone is just the state of not having other people around you. So you might not be lonely if you're alone. And then you might be surrounded by people, but feel lonely. Yeah, I 100% agree with what you said. Do you ever... Because I know you live alone. I live with a mm-hmm. roommate. I've always, I've actually always lived with a roommate. Yeah. Up until now. But you're living by yourself. Do you ever actually get lonely or are you just alone? I actually rarely get lonely when I'm in my own space. Oh. I guess sometimes at night, if I get like lonely or if I crave that social connection, I'll just text someone or call someone. I call people a lot when I'm on walks or like, Basically, if I have travel time and I'm not on a bus or something, I'll call someone Mm -hmm. just so that I feel like I'm talking to someone and it's kind of nice Mm, and it's good to catch up. Yeah, I don't feel lonely that much living alone, but I also don't have a built-in person 
that might suggest something that's more spontaneous than what I would do alone. I'm kind of weird about not really spending money on food and stuff if I'm alone. Like mm -hmm. I don't like getting takeout alone just because to me it's kind of wasted <laughs> almost, which is weird. It's not. And sometimes I do it, but I feel guilty if I have, have paid for an experience that I'm not sharing most of the time. Oh, I, I can see where you're coming from too. I feel like for me too, I don't eat out unless I'm eating with somebody. Mm. Like I yeah. save it for that occasion. Yeah. In call or I will get something from a quick stop and like take it, go walk to somewhere and then come home and eat it just because kind of like the convenience factor and I don't really need to sit there. But yeah. actually two weeks ago, I had planned to go to brunch with my friend Amalia and she overslept or something. I realized she wasn't going to come, but I had made this brunch reservation for two. And I was just like, oh, if I cancel it, I'm going to feel bad for the restaurant. I'm not going to be charged or anything. But I was just like, I'm just going to go. I'm just going to go. So I got dressed up as if I was going to meet her and like maybe take a photo with like together, you know how you get dressed up differently if you think you might have to take a photo versus if you think you're just like being grungy. <laughs> yes, yes. I got like photo level dressed up in makeup and hair and stuff. And then I took my dog. I went to this restaurant in South Lake Union. Um, it's called Portage Bay. If any aliens from Seattle are listening, <laughs> who knows Seattle? Yeah. So I got there and I had to tell the hostess like, oh, it was for two, but it's actually just going to be one. And they were like, okay, yeah, that's fine. Still outside. And I was like, yeah. And so they sat me down. The waiter came up to me and he asked if we were waiting on anyone. And I said, no, it's just going to be me. And he said, that's cool. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I felt really good about that. I took out my Kindle and also looked at the menu, which was counterproductive. Uh, but I wanted to feel like I was doing something. So mm -hmm. I wasn't actively just like, I'm alone here. <laughs> <laughs> and I ordered some food and I was sitting and reading my Kindle. And this girl walked up to me and she was like, I think it's so cool what you're doing. <laughs> okay. Like, Thank you. That means a lot. And I almost said something like, oh, I feel so awkward. But I realized that I didn't. I just mm -hmm. thought that was what I was supposed to say or feel. I felt mm -hmm. fine. Mm, okay. But um, then a food runner came back and they actually brought two plates. They accidentally or entered my order Ooh. twice. <laughs> so they set these two plates of the identical food down in front of me and the person that is not coming. <laughs> so everyone who I've been sitting around who knows I'm alone, it's just like looking at me because now not only am I alone, but I look like a fatty because I have two of the same thing. I'm just like, eating my food. And then uh, the waiter came back and he was like, oh, I'm so sorry about that. Let me just get you another drink. So you have two drinks and two plates. <laughs> and so <laughs> there I am with two mimosas. I take mimosa number two and I put it next to mimosa number one and my <laughs> plate. And I'm just drinking my double mimosas, eating my toast. And then he brought me a box. Thanks, thank God for like the other plate. And I ate this meal for four days in a row for breakfast and it was fantastic. So if wow. that was my experience, every time I went to brunch alone, I would do it every week, but it was great. <laughs> I feel like that's the definition of you living your best life. It felt that way. It really did. <laughs>
on that note, what do you think about when people say that doing things alone or like when they see someone doing things alone, that it's really cool? Like, is it actually cooler to do things alone or is it, I don't know, like I've personally always thought that it's not any cooler or less cool to do things alone versus doing it with other people. It's just like a different circumstance. But I feel like these days when people see they see someone else doing things alone, they're like, oh, they must be so independent. Like, oh, they're so Mm -hmm. adventurous, like yada, yada. And I'm like, it's just, it is what it is. It's not any cool, cooler or any less cool than doing it with a friend. Yeah, I think it just points to some confidence and independence. This, the brunch story is not something I could have done three years ago. Mm -hmm. You know, I just wouldn't have gone. (laughs) I see. Oh man, I love that story. What did you get? I got, um, it was called, I think, Uli's Scramble. Uli is the name of a sausage farmer. (laughs) Uli's Spicy Scramble, in fact. So it was toast. And I also, I I was super bougie and I said, add avocado. So there were two plates of avocado, (laughs) of individual avocado brought to me along with my two Uli Sausage Spicy Scramble and two mimosas. <laughs> this is amazing. Yeah, it truly was my best life. I think if I went back and they somehow didn't accidentally give me two, I would order two. Amazing. I'm proud of you. Yeah, I was proud of myself too. It was a growth moment. You um, have recently gone on a trip alone and yes. I haven't heard about it yet. And I'm very intrigued. Yes. Yeah, so it was always a dream of mine to camp in my Prius. I don't know. I have this weird obsession with my Prius I think it's so cute I love it even though people hate on Priuses I don't understand why (laughs) it's the best car it's so economical economical economic I don't know eco-friendly 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 and easy on the pocket Steph and I both have Priuses and we we love them I had been watching so many YouTube videos of people like camping in their cars Mm -hmm. camping in their Prius and it just looked so fun Prius and exactly so (laughs) Anywho, so a few days ago, I went on my first solo camping trip to a place that was pretty nearby. Because again, thinking about security, Mm because I I worry a lot. I'm like, if it's close by, if everything goes to shit, then at least I can just drive back. Yeah, you can go home. Yeah. Have you been there before? uh, No, I haven't. So it was only about an hour and a half away. So it was pretty close. Because I was going by myself, I was just doing a ton of research. I was like going on Google streets to like, mm-hmm. look at, look at what everything looked like. And I was like calling the, the park ranger office to like ask about the campsites and to mm-hmm. see like how many people there were and all this stuff. Eventually I, you know, bought all the things I needed to, you know, make a meal and I bought a hammock. It's so funny that we independently both got hammocks at the same time. And then that day where we were, we both just happened to be in our hammocks. Yeah. Yeah, it was something that I had wanted to do for a long time and something that I definitely wanted to do alone. One, because I feel like fitting two people into a Prius to sleep is kind of mm-hmm. cramped. So I, I wanted to be comfortable. And also I wanted to, uh, again, with the whole thing, if I invite a friend and if it's not fun, I feel like mm-hmm. I'm obligated to make sure that they're having a good time. So I wanted to make sure that if my equipment didn't work or if they're like, a million mosquitoes and it was miserable at least I was by myself and I didn't have to put that upon other people and also I just wanted to know what it felt like to camp by myself because I'd watched so many people doing it it was really fun I mean it was super empty the campground just because it's still kind of 
COVID times. Yeah. Um, and I went in the middle of the week, but I remember when I drove up to the kiosk, the park ranger was like, are you, are you by yourself? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, oh, like he made kind of a fun, <laughs> it's not, not like a judgy face, but kind of like a concerned face. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I'm just here for one night. You know, I'm going to be sleeping in my car. And he's like, oh, okay. Well, like, here's my number. Let me know if you like run into any issues, really like give cute. me a call. <laughs> like this old, old, really happy old dude. We love happy old dudes. Everything went really smoothly. You know, I went on a hike. I came back. I read in my hammock. You know, I made myself dinner. I watched the sunset. You know, I downloaded a movie to watch in my car that night. I didn't really sleep that much because it was quite uncomfortable. Like I already don't get good sleep even in my own mm-hmm. bed. So that wasn't really a surprise to me, but I made it through the night. I woke up, I made oatmeal. I went on a run by the lake. Before you know it, it's been 24 hours. And then I came home and it was mission accomplished. It was really fun. And I made a little vlog to document it, of course. Oh yeah, that was so cool. I loved that video. This was kind of a test run. I just wanted to make sure that I could get through the night for potential to do like other camping trips. I feel like it was a success. That's awesome. Would you do a longer trip? Would you consider doing like a three or five day? Yeah, so that's kind of my dream in the future is to do Uh like a multi-day car camping type of thing where I like go to different parks and just sleep in my car. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's a couple of parks in Northern California that I've been wanting to visit. So potentially that might happen this month before I start working. But I don't know, I haven't planned anything, which is the good thing about doing things alone is that like I can just kind of plan on Mm -hmm. my own time. Um, versus making sure if someone else is free. Right. You don't have to deal with any of the scheduling because yeah. it's all about you. Yeah. And I do have to give a shout out to our mutual friend again, Natalie, because I don't know if she coined this term, but she's the first one I've heard who said this, be your own buddy, B-Y-O-B. I love and that. I love that too. And Natalie is a friend who does a lot of things by herself. She's very like outdoorsy. So she goes hiking by herself a lot. And she was a big inspiration to do this solo camping trip. So hi, Natalie. Hi, Natalie. (laughs) We know you've made it to this point. (laughs) You know what? It's funny that you brought that up because I had seen her Instagram posts and I'd seen yours about BYOB. And when I was at my brunch, living my best life, Mm -hmm. I literally thought to myself, I'm my own buddy. (laughs) Yeah. BYOB. I'm trying to think of if there's anything that I've been really craving to do alone. I've never taken a solo trip in that way. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, again, I just want to like put out there, I guess that, I mean, you shouldn't feel pressured to do things alone because I feel like these days it's seen as cool, but I truly Mm -hmm. don't think that it's any cooler or any less cool. Like if you have a friend who wants to go with you, like, I feel like you should just go with a friend. Like it'd be super fun, but yeah there are times where it's just more convenient to do things alone. And I feel like we need a balance of doing things alone and with other people. Yeah. I'm trying to think of if we could come up with a challenge or something, or like an easy way to dip your feet into trying something alone (laughs) that you would normally do with other people. I feel like hiking is a good thing. If you go somewhere where it's not too like out there, if it's somewhere where there's Mm -hmm. a lot of traffic, where there's a lot of other people hiking, where you won't get lost. It's totally fun to just hike by yourself and enjoy the outdoors, take cool pics. I'm scared of hiking on my own. I'm not the best outdoors woman, to be <laughs> honest. 
So like, I can totally see myself being the, the, the cautionary tale mm-hmm. um, and like spraining my ankle, falling off the cliff oh, side no. and no one finding me for years. Oh no, <laughs> for years. No. <laughs> so if you're a hiker, try it. But if you're a bruncher, try oh. it. <laughs> oh yes, yes, exactly. Yeah, I will say, I don't think I've ever eaten in a restaurant by myself. Yeah, like a, a big girl, like not the dining hall restaurant. Maybe you should try that and I'll try taking maybe a nature walk. Maybe not. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you have Teddy. So I do have Teddy. I feel like actually he is one of the reasons I meet people because they come up to me, not because I'm cool, but because my dog's cool. <laughs> You're so <laughs> and then cool. they're Stop so it. much friendlier. I have a question kind of going okay. off of everything we're saying. Is there something that you've always wanted to do, but you've never done because in that moment you couldn't find someone to do it with? Hmm. I think travel is something that comes to mind where if I think of a place, I'm immediately kind of scrolling through my mental Rolodex of people, like who would want to come? Mm -hmm. I've never traveled internationally without other people, but I don't know that I'm the type that would stay in hostels and do it that way. Yeah. Yeah. I know that's an experience so many people do alone as kind of a coming of age story for themselves. Mm -hmm. I feel like, like, oh, I'm going to backpack through Europe, stay in hostels, meet people as I go, which is so cool. And I have never done that. Yeah. I mean, I will say, I feel like traveling with someone else is really fun. I don't know, because I did a New Zealand trip with one of my close friends and it was so fun. And I don't know if it, if it would have been as fun if I was by myself. Mm-hmm. Who knows? I don't know. But all I know was that it was super fun with her. Yeah, it would have just been a different experience. Yeah. Um, I think even flying to a city alone where I wasn't living and doing touristy things would be a cool growth moment for me. Mm, that sounds fun. Like if I was going to go to it's hard because I would have to not know anyone in the city. Otherwise, I would feel bad about like not calling them, you know? <laughs> you just have too many friends across the country. Not really, but you know what I mean? Like if you came to Seattle and didn't tell me and I saw it on Instagram, I'd be like, Stella, <laughs> what the heck? Yeah. <laughs> Even if I knew that you had wanted just a solo trip. Actually, I've never been to the South and I wouldn't know what to do in the South. So maybe if I went to like Tennessee, (laughs) you know, a lot of food by yourself. Yeah. I just can't see myself doing that. (laughs) I don't know why, even though we've spent almost an hour talking about how cool it can be to be alone. (laughs) (laughs) When I think about you, (laughs) yeah. When I, when I think of something that I, I would have tried, but I didn't because I couldn't find anyone to do with me. This is super random. And I don't think you even know this. I'm like embarrassed to even say it. But no, say it. I want to know. When we were in college, I I always really looked up to those hip hop dance groups. I just Whoa. thought they were so cool. And there was this one particular group, I won't say which one, that they were having like some kind of mid-year audition and they were very open to accepting beginners. Yeah. And I was like, oh my gosh, like I really want to do it. Like I wonder uh-huh. what it's like. Um, and I of course, found a friend to drag with me to go to yeah. this thing. But last minute, she couldn't go. So she backed out. And so I didn't go. 
Oh, that's that's a really interesting coulda, shoulda, woulda. I mean, I don't really have too many regrets. I mean, I've had enough other college experiences that were just as fun, but I was like, dang, like, why don't I go? (laughs) I mean, I think if you, if for some reason this group was like, we have an alumni group and you happen to be in the city where you're doing the alumni group, beginners audition. I think you would make a different choice this time. Maybe, maybe, maybe not. Yeah. I, I don't have a similar regret like that, that I can think of, of a time where I should have just bit the bullet and tried something alone and didn't. Yeah. I'm typically pretty comfortable going to things like that, where there's a structured event alone. If there's a painting class, if someone else is going to just tell me what to do for an hour, I can do that alone. <laughs> mm-hmm. That makes sense. I just remember in college, especially freshman year, when everyone's like joining clubs and stuff. I don't know. I felt like it was so intimidating to go to a new club meeting alone, Mm -hmm. even though in hindsight, that's literally how you meet people. But I just felt like everyone always had a buddy when they were going to something. Yeah, that's true. Everyone totally did. It's so hard to do that first step alone. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But then once you do it, I think it empowers you to continue doing that thing alone or to feel comfortable trying something else new alone. Yeah, which is nice. Agree. Maybe there's something that's really hard for you to do alone or easy. So if there's anyone out there, we would love to hear from you. And also, if you want to make the be your own buddy hashtag a thing. Yes. Courtesy of Natalie, we love it. And hopefully you do too. Okay. Until our next question, until our next episode. Yeah. Have a great week. Be your own buddy this week. We'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Bye.